Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today we are here with Ross Dunn, the founder and CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing Inc. How are you, Ross? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. All right, let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Okay, well, Stepforth is a uh, full-service, smaller agency, sort of boutique agency. Uh, we work with small, medium-sized businesses doing everything from web design and strategy all the way through to pay-per-click, like paid advertising, social media marketing, and uh, search engine optimization. Now, we made our name in search engine optimization um, back when I started in 1997. Um, uh, this is our 20th, we've just finished our 25th year, and... Um, at that time, I think I, I designed my first website, which was uh, uh, a website for my the company I was working at as a, a whale watching skipper. And uh, I thought this would be kind of fun. Why not do this? And then I discovered that no one really knew how to make these websites found. So mm-hmm. I uh, managed to do very well with that website. Just it was pretty simple back then, honestly. But it seemed like Greek to most people, and. Uh, over time, I kind of switched from my plan of being an adventure tourism operator to uh, SEO because I, I I just kind of, I know, it, you know, it was, it was the right time, the right place. And uh, I got number one ranking for poker in the casino industry at the time, which was huge at the time and managed to get uh, some uh, additional business. And it's just started to really gain momentum. and. Uh, a few years later, I got a gig teaching uh, People Magazine and Sports Illustrated um, at Time Inc. in New York uh, how to do SEO in-house. And I did some competitive analysis for Time Inc. And it was just a dream come true. And I, I realized that, you know, as a kid from a, at the time I was only 22 or something, um, that really but the sky's the limit of the things I could do. And uh not long after, again, I would lucked out by getting uh, access, uh, or I took over uh, the longest, oldest, longest running podcast on SEO called SEO 101. Um, and uh, it's the longest, oldest in the world. And I've got over 440 episodes on that. So it's it's been a, a long, it's, I'm kind of blessed. It's been, a, it's been a long time, but it's been a lot of fun. Wow, that's amazing. For 25 years, that's that's a long time. That's amazing. That's a lot of experience, that sounds like. You mentioned that you're, it was a simple web design in the beginning compared to now. Can you expand on how that's changed for you? Well, I mean, at the beginning, I realized that I was not going to be a web designer. There's no way. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't an artist. I could, do gra- I could do graphics. I could do things, but I can't draw. And the best sites I saw were really created by artistic professionals, and that wasn't me. Um, over time, of course, uh, well, even then, uh, websites could look really nice if they were done artistically and with on brand. Um, nowadays, it's the same thing. It's just there's better uh, control, um, mm-hmm. fancier um, infrastructures and, and, and such to build on. And yeah, now I have a full-time design manager with 15 years of experience doing design. So, you know, it's just night and day. I I might dabble if I want to edit something, but there's no way I'm going to fully design a website. 
Yeah. Thank you for expanding on that. You also mentioned that the venture tourism you're operating as well. Can you just expand on how that journey has helped you today? Well, I, I wasn't running it. I was just a, mm. uh, a whale watching skipper at a, a, a company here in Victoria, British Columbia. And, um, but I had just finished my uh, certificate in adventure tourism business management. My goal was to run um, an outfitter or a, uh, an adventure tourism company at some point. Uh, but I just fell into this and it took me on quite a journey. Yeah, that's amazing. Was the journey ever just difficult along the way with just SEO or SEO? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has been <laughs> a roller coaster. No question about it. There's been the booms and the busts. I've gone through all of them from the 2000 bust to uh, the 2008 recession to uh, COVID and what we're doing through now. I mean, there's always many ones in between all that. And there's been issues um, running a business by all by all means, uh, I've learned a lot, dealt with a lot. I actually think right now is probably the most difficult time um, of all those years, but time will tell just how long it'll last. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Would you say that 2020 or just the COVID time period for you, for your agency was more difficult compared to the recession in the past? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just because... Um, from health to mental health to um, the hesitancy from businesses to spend money at times, uh, the employment issues for those businesses. I've been fortunate not to have to deal with that, but many yeah. businesses do, and, and it hurts them and hurts their bottom line and thus their marketing bottom line. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a challenge, and there's so many... Uh, uncertainties right now that uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just doing the best to keep things going and uh, keep my clients happy and my staff around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who would you say your clients are? Is it inbound, outbound, referrals, social media, ads? Uh, uh, clients are small, medium-sized businesses, uh, really of any kind. I, I have another uh, it's actually a physically different business, but I call it a different division. That's dental marketing, firstdentist.com. Mm. Um, and that's just, of course, focused on dentistry. But for Step Forth, I, I always wanted to have something with more flexibility and it kept me interested. So we have clients from all over the world and all sectors and uh, from the largest to mostly the medium and, and some small. Uh, and it's... I would say most of the work is SEO again, because I've made that name for myself in that industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, there are very few of us around that have been, you know, probably the first 100 SEOs. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm amidst, if not less than that. Um, we just, not to say we're better than anyone else. We just have a little more experience in our belt and that can, can be applied quite well to, uh, uh, strategy and, um, stability. Mm. That's amazing. Would you say <clears throat> that the type of client that you've gotten has changed over the years? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we 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 definitely get uh, more confident uh, people contacting us, <clears throat> saying you're the one we want. We've already researched you. Um, either we listened to you on the podcast, or we've gotten a, a referral from someone quite prominent. Um, 
you know, you can't get that in the beginning. You have to work your way up and really build that reputation and sustain it uh, mm. without any fluctuation, which is not easy. It's, it's uh, very difficult, but it pays dividends. Yeah. How would you say you were able to sustain that reputation? Well, I, I run my business, um, based on my, my gut, my heart and my mind. <clears throat> they always have to be in, in, in alignment. If they're not, um, I generally pick a different solution and, and that applies to picking clients that applies to the processes mm -hmm. and, uh, um, strategies we use. We don't like to delve into the black hat areas of SEO, anything that might risk a client's website, uh, which frankly lets us sleep well at night, yeah. uh, especially when there's massive algorithmic updates at Google. Most of our clients, if not all, don't feel anything except improvements um, simply because we're following the rules and, and doing it well. Um, when it comes to, you know, again, picking clients, I got to make sure that they're the clients that I know my staff will like to work with and I will want to work with and look forward to contacting, not dreading. And that plays a huge role in mental health and the overall health of the company because the employees are the company. Yeah. Um, not sure if I got off track there, but. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, not at all. Absolutely. <clears throat> I love that you said gut, heart, mind, all of all of that matters and not many agency owners speak about that often. So I'm sure our listeners want to hear more about that. I think it would aid more in, you know, your company culture, would you say? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm, my staff is very long tenured. Um, <clears throat> I'm really proud of that. I mean, we just get along great. My oldest, the, the, the staff that's been with me the longest, uh, Scott, he's been with me 20 years now. Um, the next one down is probably 18 or 15 years, another one, 15 years, another one, 12, 10. Um, I just love having a team that loves to be there and I want to treat them like that. And I think that's been a big contributor to our success over COVID in the sense that, um, although it has been tough, but because we haven't lost that staff, um, they want to stay with us. Uh, a lot of other businesses out there haven't had much luck sometimes because perhaps they were being a little tougher on staff. I, I just try and treat them like gold all the time. Um, mm. As long as they're, you know, obviously everyone's got to pull their weight, but usually if they don't, there's a good reason for it and we can find out why. And if we can make it work, we can make it work. If we can't, we can't. I don't burn bridges. I want to make sure that be it a client or be it staff member that we all leave on great terms or as best as possible. And uh, that's also led to great business and long-term connections. Um, I've had many staff bring business to us after they've left. Uh, it's just, you just try to be respect, respect them all and treat everyone well. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that you're emphasizing that just, you know, treating people well, just pours back into you and into your agency as well. I, it sounds like just loyalty matters, you know, would you say Huge. that's one of your core values in your agency? Yeah, very much yes. so. Um, it's <clears throat> not something I s say, you know, if I hire you, you need to be loyal. <laughs> it's, it just doesn't work that way. You just get a sense of a person. If they're the right kind of person, they generally fit in. And, and you can tell that they're going to be there for the long haul, or at least as long as they can be. And and they'll be happy to be there. Yeah. And that's what matters. And they can apply themselves effectively 
get the results that we need for our clientele mm -hmm. and sustain them. Meanwhile, providing the great kind of customer service that they need, uh, the clients need that only comes from someone who's genuinely happy to talk to you. You know, there's, there's no faking it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is no faking it. I mean, <laughs> it's just so obvious. <laughs> so in the realm of SEO, you know, what would you say is your agency's expertise? The realm of SEO? Um, yeah. Well, we do a lot of local SEO um, because of the dental marketing agency I'm also involved with. Um, so we have a very strong uh, base for that. But I mean, really, having been doing this so long, we're very good at most elements of SEO. Mm -hmm. uh, there's very few that really get tricky for us. Um, perhaps international non-English-based SEO is definitely a challenge and something I just, I work with a, a very respective colleague on. Um, mm -hmm. And other than that, uh, yeah, we've got it pretty dialed in all aspects. Um, I'm sure there's always things that that challenge us, and that's what keeps it fun. So by no means at all do we know everything. I, I consider myself yeah. a practicing SEO. You only practice it because it's always changing. Mm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's good to hear. It. <laughs> Would yeah. you say that you know that kind of helps with just a stability within your agency, just knowing that you know you're already well versed in a lot of the frameworks to SEO and just being able to just expand on the skills you already know? Yeah. Well, I think our podcast helps with that. I mean, yeah. by running our podcast for so long, um, you know, it was every week for 10 years and now it's um, <clears throat> twice a month. Um, so, you know, we have to keep on top of what's happening, mm. not only for the podcast, but for our clients and between the two, we're on top of it. I mean, you, again, you can't fake a podcast. Yeah. Um, not one that's got millions of downloads. So you just, mm -hmm. you know, you got to make sure that you're ready for um, the good questions that come through and you, know, want, you want people to respect you and, and they're going to listen. So you want to make sure you're giving them good advice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 440, you said episodes, right? On the podcast. That's a lot. What would yeah. you, it's amazing. What would you say you've learned so far with that journey? being a podcast host? Um, I was scared crapless when I started. <laughs> um, I wasn't much into being in the public eye. Still not loving it, but I I, I, I do enjoy people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, mm -hmm. And the podcast, I kind of feel like I'm talking to the person I'm on. Like I was blessed to no end to have, I couldn't imagine a better co-host, mm -hmm. uh, John Carcutt, for uh, 11 years. Um, unfortunately, as of tomorrow, he will have been gone a year from mm. a sudden heart attack. Um, but he was just my best friend. And I, I just got on the call and we just talked. And, and people who listen notice that and enjoy the show, I think, because of that. So having good chemistry is very important. And it makes it more interesting for people to listen to. Um, also having a diverse set of skills. My, uh, both of us have been in the industry since the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, he's more enterprise. I'm more small, medium-sized business. So mm -hmm. between the, the, the two of us, we could really cover many aspects of SEO, which was fascinating for our listeners, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Chemistry definitely does matter. You know, 
what would you say? Did you say that, like, did you see the vision of your podcast in the beginning before? Or was it just like, okay, this is working. Let's keep going with it. No, I just, I wanted to ensure that whatever I, I did um, maintained a high level of, of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the podcasts that just rambled about themselves and irrelevant information. Oh, so many of them do that. <laughs> I, we have like maybe a minute at the beginning where we talk just about each other and how you, how you doing, man? Let's, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. and I think that's a good little, and we're right into it, you know, a good little mm-hmm. calm thing. And then we get right into it for the rest of the episode and it's not off topic. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I don't want to waste people's time. And I find when I get on these other ones, I don't, whatever. I, I don't, I don't care. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not, but most of the time I just want to get to the meat of the meat of it all. We're just too busy these days. Yeah, I agree. You know, just, I mean, there's just no way you can possibly listen to all your favorite like podcast episodes that people can in their personal lives while still getting a lot done, you know? So people definitely pick and choose just quality over quantity, of course, you know, what would you, you know, what would you say something that you've learned with your podcast journey that has really helped you with your agency or just the way that you're able to communicate with your clients? Um, I'm not sure there's been a lot of crossover, honestly. I mean, I, I like that I can build trust through it and when I do get a chance to talk to someone who's listened to the podcast and they, and they want to discuss uh, perhaps me helping or just have a question. Mm. And I'm like that too. I mean, I, I don't mind people booking a time just to have a question and get to know me better because I know that's how I'm going to build that trust. And per- perhaps one day they'll come to me for some work. Yeah. Um, anyway, I do like that. And when they do call, they tend to be a little more, more or less ready to proceed if they are ready to, you know, they're looking to actually engage someone. Um, I don't have to go through the, oh no, another SEO. Uh, there's a lot of bad SEOs out there, more so than good. Um, and they give us a bad name. And mm-hmm. I often end up, when people don't know who I am or haven't done the, I listen to the podcast or just perhaps just found my site online and contact me, it's entirely different sales process because they don't have known me from my hole in the wall. I'm just another SEO. And I have to often listen to the horror show that they've been they've had to go through working with other SEOs. Mm. It's horrible. I, I just, I don't know how these people sleep at night that do S, SEO air quotes um, the way they do. Yeah. So um, the podcast has been great in that sense. I just get mm. a higher quality, more um, warmed lead. Mm. And they typically know me in a way that is different than anyone could. And they're mm. ready to work with me. And they often are a good fit. Mm. That's good. That's good to hear that they're a good fit. You know, what would you suggest to look out for, for listeners hearing this, who to look out for, for those who are, you know, communicating with those who, who do SEO, what would you say to suggest like what to look out for in terms of the people who, you know, Oh, how to choose an SEO. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I always recommend, you know, if you ever have any doubts to request some uh, references that you can call and actually talk to, speak with, um, then vet them a bit. 
before you have that call to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously not their relative <laughs> or, you know, they actually have a legitimate business and they do have rankings. They do have whatever that the other the company is saying they have um, and have a genuine chat with them and, and use your, use that instinct. You know, if it smells fishy, get the heck out. Cause a lot of the time it will be. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of bad actors out there. Also, if it's very expensive, um, and I mean, you know, some of them say, oh, I won't talk to you for less than 5,000 a month or 10,000 a month. They better have a heck of a good record for that. I don't mm. even charge that. And I've been doing this this long. Mind you, I do get crap from my <laughs> colleagues who do charge that, that are very good. Yeah. Like, Why are you doing that? I'm like, well, it just don't, it doesn't fit my market. But yeah. um, you need to work with people. And like most of our clients, as the average client we have has been with us over 10 years, 10 years or over. Mm. And I love that because we build long-term relationships by working with them as they grow. So we don't mind starting small and then working with them on the way up. Mm. Um, that's how we build that trust again. It's all about trust. Yeah. All about trust. Absolutely. You know, just to, just to transition, what would you say you're currently most proud of right now in your journey as an agency owner? I would say my relationship with my employees, Mm. um, because I, this business is all encompassing, all consuming, you know, I've got a family and stuff, but they're my other family. And I've a lot of business coaches and say, well, that's bad, you know, remain disconnected. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, trust me, it's been rough at times being that connected to employees, but overall Mm -hmm. I'm better for it. Um, and I'm proud that they say great things about working with me. I, I hear about it from others and it just makes me glow. It's a nice feeling. Oh, that's amazing. You know, when you say connected, do you just mean that you've built a, a relationship with them? Like long yeah. Term? yeah. yeah. Well, they, some of them are genuine, like my best, one of them has become my best friend. Like oh, or one of my best friends anyway, like yeah. you can't, it, it takes time and not everyone's a good fit, but when yeah. you do get them, hold on to them, these good people, because it will, if you have a service-based business like my own, it, that's going to make life so much easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. People make life more enjoyable, right? Yeah. Yeah. The right people do. Yes. The right people. <laughs> so on the flip side, what would you say is your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures? getting out of my own way. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I still do most of the sales and I really need uh, someone to help me with that. Mm. Um, uh, and that's not an easy thing to do because no one will be able to sell better than me mm. in general because they're calling me because of the podcast, because of these things they're asking for me when they get on the call with me, there's a certain energy that's created there that it can't generally be copied. And I'm fine with keeping that. The next part of this process is getting a person to truly assist me with the rest of the sales process so that I can continue to work on the company, not in the company. The old saying, Mm. Um, there's a lot going on. Processes are so critical as we grow. Mm. Um, Systems are everything. That's Mm. the only way a company can retain quality as it grows. And we're growing. And I want to make sure that we continue to um, maintain that high quality. Well, I'm not getting too big. I don't want to be a huge agency. 
it's just not of interest to me. Um, when they start getting multiple HR people, that gives me the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> One, maybe. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. I mean, when did you get to a point where you were like, okay, I need a team. Like, this is getting, this is getting hard or did uh, you two just- years in, two, three, three years, years in, I just needed one person. Um, uh, and, you know, it was a huge help having that person doing a lot of the stuff that I'd already gotten tired of doing a lot of the hands-on grueling coding and stuff. Um, and I've always been the idea guy mm-hmm. and implementation, uh, I've just been good at that. And you got to stick to what you're best at. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see yourself being an agency owner like less than or 27 years ago or 28 years ago? Yeah, no. No, no. I um, never had any inclination at all. I knew I love marketing. I mm. always loved marketing. Even in high school, I did marketing and did well and enjoyed it. But um, I just figured I'd apply that to my own business as mm. a, like as a outfitter or something like that. But to work on other people's businesses and help them succeed is very rewarding. A lot of times we get the the, the thing like, well, if you're so good at this, why don't you create one of these and make millions yourself? And we don't know. We I went to I just got back from a mastermind full of SEOs who do are like leaps and bounds ahead of me. They got mega six figure, mega seven figure businesses and and we all just laughed because we really don't know why we don't. <laughs> we just enjoy what we do. I, I, I don't get it. it we're, we're gluttons for punishment, I guess. Although they're not doing badly, obviously. But yeah, um, they could probably do a whole lot less work and make more money. Who knows? I, I don't know. It's weird. But there's a role for us. And for some reason, we fit that hole. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. I mean, we all have individual gifts. So that's amazing that you're able to serve so many people. Do you have any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors out there? Hmm. Um, well, a, a favorite author, I, I can't remember, honestly, I remember the book. Blue Fishing is one of my favorite books. Mm. Um, it is about customer service and really standing out from the rest. Mm. Um, very well done. The audio book is the best. Uh, he's Aussie, love the accent. Um, <laughs> and uh, influencers, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, my peers, I really look up to and, and watch them. Uh, no one necessarily, anyone would listen to or know just heads of certain agencies that mm-hmm. I know work the same way I do with, with respect and have mm-hmm. a, a level of quality that I aspire to as well. Mm, yeah. So like, so throughout your years, what was a skill that, you know, you found yourself having to improve on during your journey? Hmm. Well, hmm. Patience, I guess, is part of it. Um, that's always been a personal issue of mine. I, I, I'm impatient. I want things to succeed quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, that's just not the nature of things sometimes. But I, I think letting go of certain things that it's so typical and classic, but, you know, delegating, um, on my journal here somewhere, I've got, uh, uh, I, I had it inscribed it says perfect is the enemy of done. Of course, done is my last name. So, um, <laughs> and it's true because yeah. I want to perfect everything and it, yeah. it's a, it's a sickness in a way it's very beneficial f- 
in some regards for a business because you always maintain a high level of quality, mm-hmm. but it's also exhausting and things tend to not get done when they need to get done for your own marketing and your own work. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 a, uh, what does they say? A recovering perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. You know, <laughs> I mean, perfectionism, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it really does help you. I think become more intentional with what you're working on and putting out there, but at the same time, like let it breathe and just put it out there, you know? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Would you say that your patience, you know, has helped you over the years become more consistent in terms of how much you were bringing in or was it something else that helped you become more consistent? Um, I would say consistency comes from, patterns of I'm lacking the word here but not systems but I I just have my routines Mm. that I stick to that have helped a lot and I'm always improving Um, yeah yeah we always bring our own faults into businesses and and I'm not the most organized person so I've got an assistant that helps me with that even repeats things I already saw. It's just ridiculous, but <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you just need it. You just have to face up to your own weaknesses Yeah, and um, never let your ego get in there. Ego is the killer. Um, the people I see who have a lot of ego, I, doesn't even, I don't even want to work with them. I don't even want to talk to them. I have no yeah. interest in it. I think it's poison, um, but we all have it. I mean, you got to monitor that. So um, I find that's definitely something I'm, I always work on. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of align with that as well. I think just some people who just aren't always, who aren't aware of their heart, maybe like you were saying, the, you know, the gut, the heart, the mind, I think it's all just connected or we can connect it, you know? And if you're not, then it's kind of hard to work with those type of people. I agree. Yeah. And, and in different cultures, different things. Like yeah. um, I'm, I've been told I'm very Canadian in, in some regards. I'm just not. <laughs> money driven. Mm. I'm more lifestyle driven. Um, when I, I just got back from the States from a mastermind and, and, and meeting a lot of people who are very type A's, um, which are, is an impressive character trait in many ways, yeah, uh, has its faults, but they are not, you know, the ones that I most connected with weren't, but the ones, some of them were very money driven mm. and, and it is, it's very cultural, I find. Yeah. And, and each country I work with has different ones. Um, yeah. And that's been fun too, working internationally. And working internationally? Oh, wow. Can you expand on what's been fun about it? That's fun. Well, getting to know what characteristics are prominent or prevalent amongst different societies in different countries. Um, yeah. Some countries, um, I mean, it's hard to generalize. I don't want to be... Uh, like that, that guy, but just there's certain things that seem to be trends. Like, um, uh, we've worked with some of the Arab states and I find sometimes they want to haggle more, um, or, um, like their, their expectations are much more intense mm. than those are, than those in, of you know, USA or Canada, or, um, expect to get way more mm. than what was promised. Um, and, I always expect you to over deliver to a, a point that it's just like, whoa, okay, that's, I didn't see that coming. And, and that's just part of doing international business. One of the problems and one of the benefits too um, 
it's neat to learn new things, um, but there's always differences. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just circling back to what you said prior to this, I love that you said lifestyle driven because not a lot of agency owners mention this. I think it just brings up the conversation about wellness and just what your priorities are. Why would you say you're personally lifestyle driven instead of money driven? I've asked myself that many times. <laughs> I mean, I would like to have the money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I would much rather um, not work all that much and enjoy life more. Get out of my kayak, take the kids out, go on trips more. Um, I really don't have any interest to work. I'm working to live. Mm, yeah. Not working to work. There's no interest to me. Um, I do like what I do, yeah. but I prefer to get it done and move on to the better things in life. Um, yeah. which, you know, spending time with family, doing those, that traveling, um, my family, unfortunately is not very ocean. Um, <laughs> they don't love the, I mean, they love the ocean. We live next to it, but they they get seasick and stuff, unfortunately, because oh I would love to do one of those, just sell everything and buy a boat and. Just sail around the world. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Water, sun, that's it. <laughs> oh, I love it. The I best. know there's lots of downsides, but it sure looks fun. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm very ocean. I'm an ocean lover as well. But, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm confident our listeners will as well. Do you have any Thank last you. further advice for agency owners listening to this or either your peers listening to this as well? Um, I would just say, <laughs> do business the way you'd want, you know, like treat people the way you want them to treat you. That's the old saying, but it's so, so true when you're doing business mm -hmm. and make sure you, whatever you do, you, you know, you're, you have an authentic, God, there's so many buzzwords here. Authentic <laughs> core. Um, <laughs> listening to myself here, but you know, just be authentic. Make sure mm -hmm. it matches your goals and your 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 um, uh, principles, uh, values, mission, and stick to it because it's rewarding when you do. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you start to bend, things can get weird, and, and your staff won't know where they sit either at that point. Mm -hmm. They want to see something that's stable and um, expected. Yeah. And I, I just find that that helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking about what you said. I think that's a great piece of advice. Thank you for expanding on that. How can people, get in, how can people get in contact with you? Oh, sure. Um, if they go to stepforth.com, that's S-T-E-P. F-O-R-T-H.com. Um, there's a free strategy call at the top. Like I said, if you want to just have a chat, um, obviously uh, I can't just chat with everyone, but I, <laughs> it doesn't usually happen that I get a lot, uh, but feel free. You know, if you want to ask some questions about your existing SEO or your marketing or why your website may not be functioning as well as it should, drop me a line, book a time and let's talk. Um, and the podcast you can get to at seo101radio.com. Hmm. 101 being 101. Um, and uh, yeah, it's every two weeks. Missed this last week because I was away, but uh, we try and deliver a lot of value and some really good uh, guests occasionally. Mm. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for telling our listeners that. And also thank you for your time. And yeah, have a good evening. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on. Me too. Thank you.